and welcome to the Pro Detailer Podcast. We are here with another celebrity guest. Surprise, surprise. Uh, and we've been joined by one and only Dave Kendall. Hello. Hello. Good morning. How are you doing? Very good, thank you. You? Ah, surviving, surviving. Good. good. Um, and we've also got Ian here for, for, for wit and wisdom on demand. Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, yeah. Carry That's on. cool. Um, so, David Kendall, lots of people know you in the industry because you've been in it for how long? At least 10 years, because that's when I met you. 14, 15 now. Yeah. Yeah. So Pretty cool. Quite a while. And you've worked for various different companies. Yes. Um, uh, the big one from a detailing point of view is Rupes. Yes. Um, and you worked for them for how long? Uh, 12 years in total. 12 years. And that was basically running the UK side of things. Yes. Um, yeah. After the Bigfoot revolution. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was uh, quite an instrumental part of setting the Bigfoot in motion, really, in the UK and, and further. Yeah, I, I, there was a kind of... Um, I mean, I remember I met... Well, we met very early on when, when it was just coming out, and it was... I, 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 you weren't there, man, you weren't there. It was a sort of feeling as it grew and got <laughs> got, got big. Um, uh, now, however, after um, sort of left repairs before the COVIDs and stuff like that, yeah. for a, well, quite a long time before all of that, um, and then you worked for Lister, who do some very cool... Um, what do you call it? Garage... What do you... Furniture? Workshop cabinets. Workshop cabinets yeah that's much better than furniture Um, and uh, we've got some of it in fact at at the uh, detailing academy as well which is is very nice and I've seen it around and about I know um, Garage Therapy have some as well they do yeah Um, and there is bits and bobs some Uh, F1 teams as well have it so it's not not just you know high in detail it's the preferred brand of motorsport yeah didn't you say uh, every single F1 garage has it or something like that which is very cool and all the other echelons of motorsport down to karting nice Nice. Um, however, big news, um, which we covered uh, briefly last year, is that you ha- are now working for LC Power Tools and Lake Country Manufacturing. That's true. You have a sort of hydro dual head role there. Yes. Um, and um, tell us how that came about. So it was actually a Facebook post that you <laughs> you forwarded on, I think, or shared. Yes. Um, they were looking for someone to be their European manager. Um, They're just advertising on the local page. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I thought, oh, yeah, I could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, fast forward three months and bang, here I am. Yeah. So, and you're based personally in Milton Keynes, aren't so you? So I'm, I'm based from home, uh, home yeah. office. Um, but, yeah, cover the whole of the UK and Europe, all the way up to the Russian border. Yeah. Um, so, so where, where does that stop now? <laughs> yeah, moving it's target. a movable, movable target. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we are just at the start of February at the moment, so this may be subject to change. I do, I do have yes. a private lot. Um, what is your technical uh, title? What's your sort of what European you sales manager? European sales manager. Yeah. Got, got some cash out of that. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and um, you have got some really interesting places booked. You're, you're flying all over the place. I mean, obviously, near Swindon is pretty much the highlight of 2022. It's it, it's, it's the best so far. <laughs> where have you been so far? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was in I was in head office uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, uh, in the US, so we're in a a small town called Okanomawak. Uh, oh, you can say it because that's yeah. That's sorry, that's in Stoke. That's quite. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Third time. Okanomawak. Yeah, they're, oh, they're, they're, yeah. <laughs> it's an area where there's quite a lot of um, historic Native American town names and stuff. So it's, gotcha. Uh, yeah, uh, I suppose that. But it's, it's, remember it's just outside Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Is Milwaukee where Milwaukee was from? Yes. Yes, just checking. Yes. Okay. I've never actually made that I'd not I'd not joined that dot before. Milwaukee power tools come from Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Kirky. As did Wayne's world. Oh. <laughs> 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 
Um, so uh, you've got booked, you were saying you're going to Iceland and Germany and... Yeah, so next week I'm going to Milan. <laughs> Straight to <laughs> um, And then, yeah, swiftly followed by... Watching out for violin cases in the airport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and then plan to visit so far. I've got, yeah, Poland, Greece, Sweden, Spain uh, and Iceland... Uh, Have you just picked the either hot and tropical and nice places or the culturally interesting? I was trying places? to do it that way. Yeah. yeah, go to the go to the warmer ones. You know, earlier on. Because uh, yeah, I heard you. You know, you turned down a meeting in Croydon. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> do you know Britain technically invaded Iceland once? Well, we had a war just over fishing with them. And oh yeah, that, we were that was later on. This was just before the. Well, it was when the Second World War was ramping up, and uh, we were so scared the Germans were going to take that. Chunk that um, that shipping route that preemptively invaded Iceland. I did not know that. Huh? God, is that why we're still a little bit bitter about it? Yeah, well, we we lost the fishing war yes. to them. That was a big thing. In Ireland, there's a place I go in Ireland, and in, in the um, like in the pubs, they've got a huge list of the whole thing, and they take great glee in the fact that Brits were walloped by the Icelandic fleet of one boat. Is that, <laughs> and that, is that there's 2014 as well with the football. Yeah, it's uh, the phrase "Mum's gone to Iceland." Yes. Ah. God, I'm learning so much today. This is good. Um, but let's bring it back. And um, LC Tools, LC Power Tools, rather, and Lake Country, um, they are, if I was asked to describe them in one word, that word would be innovation. Yes. Um, and so we've got the UDOS 51, yep. which came out. And it's an interesting topic, that, because... Um, in isolation, if you don't look at the bigger picture and stuff, it's got lots of very cool points. Like it's the most multifunctional of any machines around. Yeah. Uh, and it's pretty well built and it's solid and chunky. Yeah. Um, and then if you then look at the negatives on the side, it's quite heavy, makes a bit of heat and stuff like that. And you've been seen and the cable's not all that long and you get this sort of feedback loop. Um, but actually, as the first machine, this is what Ian said in his initial review of it, for a first shot at making a machine, it's bloody amazing. Yeah. Um, and the fact that it's being compared to Flex and Rupert's machines as a benchmark is a, a hell of a compliment. Yeah. Um, and we hear that uh, along the grapevine that there is a new UDOS or UDOS? I was going to say, we're never really entirely sure if it's UDOS or UDOS. It's, it's uh, however it's, you want to pronounce it. Okay, so it's an existential name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming over in the Scandies it's an UDOS. UDOS. <laughs> with extra maps. <laughs> I can see the adverts now. Um, and uh, I believe the new one's going to be called a 31. That's correct. Do you want to spill some beans about so, it? Yeah, absolutely. So 31 stands for the three-in-one, um, as UDOS 51 was five five movements. Oh, I thought that was like, just how many prototypes it went through. <laughs> it's like a reverse of the Adele albums. That's it, yes. I, wow, that's popular reference. You really didn't get this. No, yeah. I, know who, well, I know roughly who Adele is, but it's, it's not, not a computer. Huh? It's not a computer. No. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. You got that joke. Yeah, you don't need to explain anything. Yeah. I'm not bothered. As far as I'm concerned, if it's not sort of pre-1970, I can't be asked with it. Um, so, Dave, uh, three and one. So, three and one. So, what, what movements? So, does it do? it's going to have. Uh, so, I have a rotary function. Mm -hmm. It'll have an eight mil random orbit function, primarily for sanding, and then a fifteen millimeter random orbit. So, it's dumped. The the, the fifty one has a twenty one and a three mil, which are both the kind of extremes. Yeah. So, by dumping those extremes, I'm guessing it's a much more compact machine as a result. Yes. Yeah, I mean, obviously they've you know listened to the to the comments that were made from the the fifty one, um, taken those on board, um, and yeah, 
because I, I think there was quite an odd orbit. I think the only machine I can remember that had an 8mm is the VRG. Yeah, yeah. That, that forced rotation of flexes, the, the first one. So the, the thinking behind the 8mm is for sa- sanding, like just dodging into sanding. Cause yeah, because it's, it's quite a long throw for that. Because if you look at even like the, the Rupes Duetto, for example, was a 12mm mm-hmm. throw, mm-hmm. and they kind of said, look, you know, with the finer grade abrasives that you would need to be... Obviously, if you want to take a lot of material off, you're going to get a sander, mm-hmm. um, a dedicated sander, um, three mil, six mil orbit. But with an eight mil, it's for the finer stuff. So, you know, a 3,000 abrasive, mm-hmm. uh, you're just going to do some light sanding and then you're going to take that pad off, mm-hmm. put a foam pad on and, and bring it back to, to all its glory. Because you don't... Uh, uh, manufacturing doesn't make uh, sanding abrasives, does it? No. No, okay. No. Cool. And um, it was described by somebody in the know as looking more like a shark. So yes. how would you uh, describe her body? No shark, hammerhead shark, <laughs> yeah, whale so. shark. <laughs> whale sharks can look very different. <laughs> it, maritime, it certainly uh, wasn't a hammerhead, despite the fact... Unless you've got the two, 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 two handles either side. Then you hold the back with your third hand. Um, yeah, it's just that, that sleek shape. So you've got the, the rounded nose front. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the wider body, and then it tape, tapers gradually all the way down to the back of the handle. So, and what's interesting I saw was that the cable comes out and a slightly upward motion, so Correct. it's kind of pointing towards your yeah. shoulder, yeah. rather than being. And and if you so visualize a machine in your head, listeners, and at the back of it, you'll see that there is a kind of a rubber. I, I, collar is probably the best yeah, word to say. To guide, guide for the for the cable to, to protect the cable. With the LC one, it goes up. We've so yeah. So what we've done is angled that that connection slightly um, because everyone puts which it. I guess would put less stress on the connection exactly. As well. Yeah, which is which is from experience quite a lot of problems is where the cable Comes disconnects out, yeah. at the back of the tool because you're throwing it over your shoulder and obviously the cable that, not the tool yeah, yeah. or both <laughs> um, and that's a, that becomes a, a pinch point doesn't it so yeah. it's no, that's clever though see again that's innovation innovation what, what I also like is I hear as a, speaking as a colourblind short-sighted lefty with all sorts of other things um, specifically the lefty element of that you've got the lock on both sides yes so, yeah, so the so. trigger lock is yep yeah, both sides of the machine unfortunately it's blue so you still can't see it no Um, and you've got things like a bigger trigger you were saying as well for for yeah bigger progressive trigger so Um, and where's the speed control speed control right just on the top so you can fiddle it with your thumb thumb. yeah Yeah. and the speed control Um, can you tell us what this sounds like just an impression yeah (laughs) (laughs) paint that picture Um, and uh, in terms of, uh, we, we can't talk specifics because, frankly, specifics aren't known because we're still in dev period. Yeah. But um, there is chat about a September reveal, uh, Automechanica. That would be the plan at the moment. That's the target. Um, as I say. But we, no pre-orders things, yet. Things can move. So. Yeah. Well, you never know. It could yeah. be COVID-20 could be the next thing, couldn't it? Yeah. Um, but uh, there is a 3D printed model prototypes in, in existence. And you've, you've even touched said I have, thing. I have you? touched it, yes. Um, and so, I don't know, for Waxdoc, just talking here, just wondering if, if uh, Lake Country over in Okinawak are uh, listening, whether they want to bring that model to uh, to Waxdoc and stuff. Uh, you never know. If we can get one there, we will. Putting it out there. Well, I, I know some good couriers. Um, <laughs> or if you need me to go over and pick it up, I'll have 
happily do that. Yeah, this welcome. year is looking to be the launch of quite a lot of detailing tech for in, in the entire industry yeah. so far. It's, I mean, can't, again, we're under embargoes from quite a few people yes, so far. I'm just, I, just, I just know who you're talking about yeah. now. And yeah, they were very, I felt that we might have, uh, have horses' heads in beds if we mentioned that one. Um, so yeah, we've got to be careful. Um, but uh, I think it's going to be good. I think Waxstock's going to be super fun because of that, because I think quite a few will be taken to Waxstock. I think Automechanica is another one. Decon in Germany might be an interesting pinch point for some things. Mm-hmm. So there are lots of opportunities. Um, and there's a f- show in France. I, sorry, we're using in this source, as a random catch-up. Right? Yes, um, talked to some people yesterday at Valet Pro, and they're going. Mm-hmm. So that'll be fun, and we should. We, we should. go in the back of the van then. Well, no, I was going to suggest we go um, by by um, flappy aeroplane thing or, or or by Subaru. Um, I'm going through Subaru. I have to go under or over Paris. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be fine. I'll put the lights on it. Um, so that's all going to be good. And moving back to innovation, um, there's another thing that I've smelt along the, uh, the 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 what do you call it? The grapevine. Yeah, and um, that is that you've got a very funky new app in development. Yes, we have. Yeah, and I heard it was called Shine School. It's Shine School, and, and you're saying you heard? He told me it was me. about five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've just, I've just, frankly, I've been more proud of the fact that I remembered. Yeah, so well you know, that was you're like a really crap version of Gossip Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that reference. No. Um, but yeah, the, so the Shine Score is essentially turning your mobile phone into a gloss meter. That's it, yep. Um, sorry, you were looking as if you were going to make a nice long explanation about oh, that. I, I, just, I, was, I, was, I was winking at you involuntarily. Oh, I thought that was sexual. <laughs> um, so the uh, Shine Score system, I mean, it, it, obviously we know gloss meters from Rowpoint, for example, yep. who make very high tech, very precise, very, you know, top notch gloss meters, but they do cost an awful lot of money. Yep. Um, and this is more pitched towards the uh, amateur wanting to just see the benefit of their work or the professional wanting to have a quick reference guide for their customers. They look, you came in at a two, you've gone out as a six, yeah. and your car's shinier too. Yeah, and it's it's designed that it's going to be a little bit more than that. So it will measure uh, before and after, mm-hmm. it will score it, but it will also give you various other reference points um, so that the, the detailer can actually demonstrate that it, what he's doing with your paintwork. Um, it's documented, um, so it, it provides kind of like a, a, not a warranty, but... You know that kind of underwritten an overall score. Of, yeah. yeah, no, it, it works, and, and I mean we've got to be careful about what we say here, but it's a good idea to be able to quantify the quality of finish yeah. has a real commercial advantage. It will measure someone's ability. Yeah, it, uh, yes, but ability or success level. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, take photo with it. There it is. No, you've got a zero. <laughs> yeah. Let me put my makeup on. Um, and uh, that's. I mean, I, it works on both Android and Apple, yep. which is grand. And it works across different hardware platforms, yes. like different telephones. Um, I can see that being an interesting challenge because some. I mean, my telephone is 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 an oldish one, um, my by uh, Samsung, so it's listening to us and it does. It randomly answers questions. I didn't ask it as if I say, "Hey Google," it then starts getting very patronising. Um, but that's got three cameras and a flash yep. in a line, whereas I know the latest Apple iPhones have got even more cameras in yeah. silly positions and stuff like that. Um, so. I can see potential for some sort of hardware addition that you yes. can get with it, which would be yeah. kind of cool to, yes. to cut out external light. It's possible. Mm. possible. Bit like that, that thermal camera of ours. Yes. that we, we seem to play with that more than, than we use it, if you see what I mean, because yeah. you just, like, take photo stuff. We've got... we Basically, when we're doing the mag, I mean, usually when mega testing, we... Um, are kind of trying to think of different metrics, different scores that nobody's done before, which 
basically involves Ian and myself hitting the internet and buying lots of very specialist tools, <laughs> usually from completely different industries. Right. Um, so we've got, yeah, behind you, there is no, we could we could commit war or something somehow with all the amount of weaponry that we've got. I can certainly, I certainly use the uh, heat gun on the dogs and see which ones are still <laughs> alive. Still alive yeah. um, <laughs> or cooked. <laughs> um, so we've got innovation all over the place. And uh, what, uh, can you mention any other things that might be in the pipeline? We're just sort of trying to tease this out of you gently. Um, no. <laughs> there's there's more stuff coming. Yeah. Way. And it's it's one thing because obviously you're working are you working under Kelly or aside Kelly? So no, just to just to clarify that, obviously Not on, literally either. On the sales <laughs> sales side of things, <laughs> Kelly is our training and video so it's it's completely separate although we both work for Lake Country so but at times I imagine you'd be going hand in hand I mean, absolutely not in a yeah, yeah, yeah. fairy tale kind yeah, of way yeah. but around no, the we place. work very closely with each other mm-hmm. um, neither of us work for each other we both report to the same guys back in the US um so yeah, it works really well. It's quite funny. And what do you, what do you most? I mean, you've done this in a way. You've done this job before yeah. with with Rupes, but more obviously focusing on the UK, um, and plenty of other experiences with other companies and doing that sort of thing. But what are you most looking forward to in this role? What what kind of gets you out of bed in the mornings? It's, you can say the money is. Yeah. <laughs> well, there is I get that. Paid. There, is, there is. Yeah. At the end of the day, we all come here for one reason, don't we? And, and that's the money. But I, Not here what, we don't. What, what is all this money? It's, people are talking I about. I think it's the challenge, really. Um, yeah. Lake Country have, have realised that there's there's a big market in Europe. It's almost like they bought a world atlas and only opened the first page, and then suddenly thought, "Guys, look, there's another yeah. sixty pages. Look yeah, at this. This not, is Uganda. It's, it's been stuck together all this time." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Europe is is a huge challenge, mm. um, and as we found out, that in this country. Is, that is, yeah, it's that's what kind of turns me on. Really, it's a it's a big challenge, and it's. Yeah, one thing thing we can do. Have you done lots of market analysis of different parts of Europe where the growth is, where it's already... I can imagine that sort of thing you'd be having to do. Where would you say is the biggest market for Lake Country, not based on sales, but based on uh, kind of overall size and uptake in Europe at the moment? I'm guessing it's the UK. Currently, Germany. Oh, Germany's bigger than the UK? Germany's bigger. Um, (sighs) But there's certain caveats to that. Um, <laughs> and I suppose the UK would be second. Third would be Poland. Interesting. Um, but we've still got a lot of development in Spain, Portugal, France to be mm-hmm. done. So, And that's based on primarily, I'm guessing, pads, because you're still quite pads, a new yeah. thing. Yeah. Interesting. Um, well, the French and the Spanish don't really care about the quality of their cars half the time because they're too busy ramming them into each yeah. other. Yeah. As anybody who's driven, this, this this is just a observation having driven to most of those countries. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the death rate certainly in Spain and Portugal is. To, um, France, I think, has got um, it's got a similar population to us, but twice the size, so it's yeah. half the density, and their accident rate is something like twice ours, or death rate is twice ours. Right. I'm going to get, get screwed here on, on someone who figures, but somewhere like, I think it's Portugal, is one of the most dangerous parts of Europe, this side of Eastern Europe, to drive. Well, and I'll it's be- terrifying. I mean, they knock out like 10,000 people a year. I'll be hiring a car when I go there. You are? I said I won't be hiring a car when I get there. <laughs> Just what, stealing one. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why France is dangerous, is they have too many loopholes. So in, Fr- in France, the elderly can lose their licence when when they start to you know struggle to control a car. But 
there's a type of car out there that basically runs a yeah. micro car that runs on a 50cc. Yeah, it's small and light. Like it's like a Kai car, yeah. but a bit smaller. You than see that. one of those coming down the road, you dive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <there's> a <laughs> because ca- cataracts don't mean anything to <laughs> to the drivers there. Yeah, it's it's it, it and I mean I the, the Renault Twingo, for example, you, you see a Twingo coming, you know that it's going to hit you or at least swerve at the last possible moment. I mean, we talking about first gen Twingos because second gen yes. Twingos, yeah, first gen Twingos. I always like them. We never got them. They were left left hookers only, oh, yeah. but they were nice, nice cars. I, I've I've driven a lot in France, and the the most thing is is not a, in England. If you go in a nice car around England, people want to race you. If you go in a nice car in France, people want to wolf whistle you. I've been mistakenly wolf whistled by more French men than I care to mention as a consequence of this thing. And I've had a situation where they tried to overtake. I thought they were trying to go for a race, and obviously, being a Subaru, just want to look at the car. Drop a cog. No, they want to look at me. Which is bizarre, and I, I, we would like side by side down this, you know, tree-lined thing. And those trees, they hurt if you hit them speed. Um, and they were kind of waving and looking and mocking in some way, and I, I just, I just didn't get it. It's like, are we racing, or are we just sort of looking awkwardly at each other? Both. Um, yeah. <laughs> French way. <laughs> but the answer is: is a Subaru Legacy three-liter flat six faster than a two-liter turboed, highly modified Renault Clio? And the answer is no. Okay, um, so that's that's that big mystery solved. Just touching back on um, the actual point of this discussion. Yes, <laughs> uh, we're, talk, we're talking about sort of innovation within Lake Country. One of the first one of the first products really that I associate with Lake Country was back in VRG Flex VRG times the backing plate adapters yep. that they they created for them and you because you, you started off with a you got, you got a five inches standard and you had an adapter that would take it down to be a, a four inch uh, small pad adapter and then another one that would plug on and it would say a six inch pad on there so really useful now we're seeing these um gadget companies not companies um, detailing accessories yeah. manufacturers they're, they're coming over you've got Polka Premium you've got uh, Wash Stuff you've got AP something over in Germany I can't remember the mm-hmm. name but detail division stocks and they look really cool. cool and obviously some of the manufacturers like Rupes are picking up on this and making official versions of uh, extensions for things like the Nano yeah. is Gadgets, something or accessories, something that Lake Country is still looking at, still absolutely. producing, yeah, it's still right absolutely. up your strata, yeah. really, isn't it? I, I mean, mean, it's like the wash bucket that you do. The thing, the the pad washer. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, been hugely successful. Um, and that's one of those bizarre thousand pad washer because it's been the the, the previous generation has been around for a long yeah. time, and on the couple of training days we've done PVD, everybody's been very cynical about them. And then Kelly's and and Jay's been well, just try it, and they try it, and then they go mad for it, and then yeah. fight for all the UK stock. I was skeptical, I must admit, and. I tried it and was like wow it works mm. it really works and on your pads too yeah. yeah the only thing to remember with them is to actually empty the water out every now and then because if you leave it for three or four weeks and then accidentally kick the bucket you have to leave the room because it absolutely yeah, it starts stinks. to hunk with yeah. all the uh, the old polish thing that comes uh, out in there which happened to have been so the one, the one really big positive point from the from the udos and talk, talking about accessories was the backing plate mm. um the Udos 51 because mm-hmm. it's got uh, I don't know if you noticed it it's got those spirally holes that are yes the venting so it, so it really does cool yeah cool it's the like surface active cooling so, yeah, yeah really does work a lot of good response about that yeah, well, I'm sure that's something that will be integrated into the uh, new 31 as it well will. yeah I'm sure it will that's cool well I'll tell you what Dave I, I think it is time that we take a little break okay. and we will be back very shortly with more talking and we'll be looking at haves and the haves not Thank you. 
I hope you've been enjoying this podcast. I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about a new book that myself and Ian have been putting together. It is called Hand Wash Only. It's 144 pages, A5 format, hardback. It is packed with pictures and diagrams and top tips and how-to guides and essentially covers everything in detailing in enough detail for pretty much any enthusiast and many a professional. It is there to guide you through from the very first pre-wash right the way to all the different LSP options, including lots of stuff on interior as well and stain removal and things like that. It's priced at $12.95 and is available on the Pro Detailer Magazine website at www.prodetailermagazine.com. Now, back to the podcast. And we're back. And we're still joined by Dave Kendall of Lake Country Manufacturing and LC Power Tools. Well done. Marvellous. I, got out, I, was, I was looking at your shirt, not your nipples. That's, that's, that's yeah. why it's hair. I mean, I appreciate the pertness, but still. Um, and I, I think we've got a really interesting topic here, which is HABs. Now, yes. you've got some experience with HABs. I have, yes. Hand-on vibration and, and hand-on vibration syndrome. Indeedy. Which is quite often referred to as white finger. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I can't. I can't hear the word white finger without putting a bonding chin. <laughs> I swear that was gold finger. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's anyone that's using a power tool of any type. Um, obviously, it gives off a vibration. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, not a torch, but yeah, <laughs> no, not a torch. Um, and it's it is a legal requirement for those tools in a workplace to be tested. Uh, on a yearly basis. Yeah, this is an interesting little aside, is that technically if you as a detailer employ someone yes. and uh, they, they're using tools on your premises, um, if they uh, turn around with white finger, then you're potentially on the, on the, on the chopping block for yep. in the trouble. And if HSE come over, health and safety executive come over, uh, it's not just the fire extinguishers they'll be looking at, it's the um, the machines. Yep. And to ask if you've done have testing, they'll which you actually... See, yeah, documented evidence of a yearly test and recording the results. And, and, and you actually did this for somebody, didn't you? I did, yes. Yeah, for a short period. I, I carried out has testing um, across a lot of different... Um, garages and service centres across the UK, both for cars and, and even trucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, tested all the technicians' tools. So this is something you need to, like, be be aware of. It's like having a waste management licence and stuff like that. Yeah. Lots of people don't think or know about it, and then they only find out when it's gone wrong. So and uh, a yearly test, and there are, you were saying the kind of grey areas. So, for example, in garages, a lot of mechanics bring in their own tools. Yeah, so that's irrespective. If you use that tool for your in your workplace, mm-hmm. then whether you've bought it or the company's bought it, those tools need to be tested. Gotcha. So if it's on the premises of the workplace, it's got to be tested. Because when, when you when you buy a machine for the first time and everyone obviously reads all the instruction manual... Yeah, I, time, I, I, I read it in all the different languages as well, just to make yeah. sure it, it goes in there. So it's, it's a Spanish novella, but they, Manuel. <laughs> um, but, it, but it has a section at the start of it um, that, that lists the, the in-factory testing. Yep. That's not a valid that's, for the first no. year no no that's a factory test it gives a guide as to what the tool will do but actually using that tool um there's so many variations on who's using it 
whether you're using it vertically, horizontally, is it on a car panel, is it on a lump of steel bolted to a worktop? Well, this is the thing so, about it. It's a lot about the user as well, in that you could have two users doing the same panel with the same machine, but um, the way in which one person uses it produces more yeah, more vibrations. Gives yeah, gives a different reading. It's, it's an interesting thing to be aware of. And what I didn't realise is there are lots of tools that, um, particularly air tools, that are actually banned, condemned. Yes. You're not allowed to use them, like... Air hammers and air saws, yes. which are really handy and get the job done quite yeah. often. But air guitars are still fine. Yeah, yeah. air guitars are allowed. Well, yeah, I've yeah. always used an air guitar myself. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've seen the video. <laughs> it was submitted to evidence. Um, and uh, so, actually, in a, in a professional, I mean, can you even buy those air saws anymore? Or yeah, you, yeah, can you can still buy them for home usage. Yeah, I'm you use them at home. It sounds like a sky hook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, yeah, go and get the air saw from the shop. The apprentice goes out the back, he's yeah. around the shelves. Right? And some tartan paint. And a long yeah. light. And a long yeah. light, yeah. And I reach around. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard We're that in one different used. sheds, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, definitely different trades. <laughs> One's the one with all the air guitars in. Um, so essentially, it's these vibrations put out by these machines, and it could be big vibrations, it could be small vibrations, it's about the frequency Good as vibrations. well as. Good yeah, vibrations. that's the thing, it's yeah. not necessarily you know when you pick up and turn on a machine you might feel it vibrate but the actual low uh, frequency vibration might be quite different mm -hmm. so just because it shakes doesn't mean it's got a lot of vibration it's what it actually is doing in your hand yeah. the and the, therefore wrist and frequency. arm what's it, what's it measured in hertz um, it does after a while. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> You're on fire today. Yeah. Um, so you, uh, so um, that is a, that's an interesting thing because it might be that you pick up a machine and think, oh, this doesn't vibrate very much, but actually, because it's doing lots of little fine vibrations, yes. three months down the line, you've got you've got a pale finger. Yeah, it's measured in meters per second. Is what it is. Meter per second. Oh, so you can race meters, them as meters well. Meters per second. You put two, you put two machine polishers down the ground, set on six, and see which one gets to the that's finish it. line first. <laughs> meters per second squared. So yeah. that's a measure of acceleration rather than yes. speed isn't it and it's, it's done on an accelerometer but it's that movement that fine movement that's, that's do that again do that again <laughs> for the benefit so, of the tape and, and the important <laughs> thing to remember is once you've got it once you've got white finger or some sort of repetitive strain injury you can't get rid of it for life you'll, you'll die with it yeah, it's, not necessarily of it but it, with you it can, you can manage it but you can never get rid of it it's not curable. you can't unvibrate unvibrate, no, unvibrate no you can't <laughs> and I mean what's the do you know any of the biology of it what I mean we say it's, it's going to be affecting what, tendons what is it, and yeah, muscles it, what nerves. is it actually that it's, makes it go it's, white it's tendons and nerves so it's the nerves that are being destroyed mm-hmm blimey um, and, and symptoms, I mean, is there anything, if you start to sense something's wrong, I mean, I know with a, a typical independent self-employed detailer, if things are slightly uncomfortable using machine, what they'll do is carry on using that machine and maybe moan about it on Facebook briefly, but they, you know, they, they won't stop. Are there early warning signs that you're thinking, crikey, I'm getting my, my, my white fingers, I've got to yeah, stop? You, well, I think if, you know, when you put down a tool and your hand still feels like it's vibrating or even, you know, hours afterwards, mm -hmm. um, you notice a tingling, a bit like pins and pins needles, and yeah. that kind of thing. Um, I mean, a lot of it can be down to faulty machines as well. It can be, yeah. I mean, the uh, one of the one of the flex machines when it first came out had an auto balancer issue in the first yeah. batch, which caused huge vibrations, and they they recalled that and sorted that out. As far as I know, and it's it's important to say every tool does vibrate, mm -hmm. but it's it's managing the number of hours that you use a machine. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the optimum is 2.5 metres per second squared. If a tool's measured at that, you're, you're good to use that for a solid eight hours. Mm -hmm. But it's everything that's above that that you then have a scale of how long you can use it. 
so you can use yeah. different tools as well but it's it's you're allowed a certain what they call uh, exposure limit a daily exposure type. limit yeah. of, of what you're allowed and that's measured on a scale of jackhammer to electric toothbrush yeah. gotcha not really no. everyone just looks at me very seriously <laughs> don't, don't take what I say seriously <laughs> Jesus we won't start um, if you read issue 13 and it's a topic that is sort of making you think um, issue 13 page 140 and 141 uh, Ian actually put an article together about halves and um, in it we consulted with Flex of all people and um, they have put together lots of guides and interesting things so for example uh, to lower vibration really important is to centre your pads correctly um, because again application usage yep. is, is often what it is um, and that thinner pads create less vibration than bigger pads or thicker in pads rather um, which is in, in interesting um, and also keeping your machine serviced is another mm -hmm. thing because the reason you test the machines is not because uh, you know 12 months it should be exactly the same but because machines wear they and, and bearings wear out and they yeah. can cause well, this is the thing we, I think we were talking about when we when we were over at Rupert as well they used to say to that their machines should be serviced every sort of 12 months or so. Mm. Um, that's the only manufacturer I can think of that actively recommends a service schedule because mm. Flex, you can get it serviced, but they're more like get it serviced when it's gone wrong. Yeah. Don't know what LC's side of it is. I mean, the tool hasn't been around for long enough no, for a service, really. No, I'm it. not really aware mm. of a, a, a policy as such that we and have a, at the moment. How do you have a, a, a Nudos when it's got so many different motions which will create different things? <laughs> don't know <laughs> <laughs> this expert I think, I think you'd, have to, you'd have to measure them on each each uh each movement each movement at different speeds yeah. and all the rest of it i mean I've, just a couple more tips here is is to take regular breaks and stretch your, both your arms your fingers and stuff like that to encourage good circulation um, and also alternate the different tools i mean obviously detailers were primarily using da's and rotaries but if you were to alternate between those two they have different kind of profiles if you yeah. like so that would help you uh, and the other thing which is easier said than done or rather cheaper said than done um, is staying warm and dry is it cold yeah. hands that yeah. will make a, re a real difference and you can get what they call anti-vibration gloves and things I mean it's you know it's in doubt if they actually contribute but they sometimes might you know aid at, uh, the, the, the feeling that you're you're getting a vibration yeah I mean they're not going to do any harm are they no. I, mean, I remember years ago we were looking at um, it was, I think it was on like DAS 6s wasn't it that we were looking at the heads and seeing if we could mould make, make a gel moulded yeah. version of that god that was that was about 2014, wasn't it? <laughs> we were young and free and ignorant. Uh, yeah. Um, Long story short, no, we couldn't because we couldn't be bothered. Well, there's but. that, but also the nature of the vibration and a kind of a, a, a suppressant, so to speak, would have to be super responsive yeah. because of the speed of it all. So a gel is a kind of a, more of a dampener than mm. anything else. Um, but no, it's got it's got potential, absolutely. Um so, yeah, if you want to know about HABs, uh, also there's lots of information on the Health and Safety Executive website that's well worth is. looking. Um, and if you are... I mean, you're making an assumption. You haven't looked, have you? Yes, I have. <laughs> yes, I have. I <laughs> like the HSE website. It, it, it gets... It, never mind. Um, <laughs> the, um, but, David, if, if you were um, concerned and you want to get your tools tested... Yes. Uh, is there a very obvious, easy, Googleable way to get somebody over to do some yeah, HABs there's testing? Yeah, there's loads of people that do it mobile. They'll come to your place to work and test them for you. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Can they special request you or...? or no. Not anymore. <laughs> um, so, change of topic. We're looking at events this year. Um, because it's all opened up pretty much. Um, we mentioned in the first half how there are lots of new products and tech coming out, yes. which is really cool. 
Um, it's interesting for us, gives us lots of stuff to talk about and to go and play with. Um, but also it means that at the shows this year, there's going to be like a queue of manufacturers desperately trying to get out there to make sure that, you know, the, the products are released. And I guess it's, you know, it's been a couple of years for a lot of people that you well, know, we haven't been to a show or exhibition. So yeah, yeah. Um, well, pretty much everyone. I mean, I think somebody turned up to Axel last year, but it was <laughs> it was kind of a little Toby, was it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he still got drunk, got kicked out. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Had a fight with the lamppost. Um, but the um, so in in terms of quick timetable, we've got tours en France. Yes. Which can we remember? Can any of us remember the name of that show? We want to go to it. I can't remember the name of it. No, no, no. not at all. Probably like something in French. French. I did Google. Yeah, you you touch touch your phone with it, and um, that is in March. And I know for a fact the Valet Pro are going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be there, um, and Dave's going to be there. So that's a good start. That's that's that'd be the English speakers, um, and then cycle forward. Wax stock. Just called the detailing show in France. Just called the detailing show in France. The or le. Le, le le. <laughs> I would have thought it's feminine. Um, and then we've got Waxstock in the very first weekend of June. So heads up, it's because of something to do with the Queen's birthday. Queen. Yeah, yeah. Jubilee. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, I... Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you see all the um, the memorabilia that was made by accident in China? No. <laughs> it's all been printed up the Queen's jubilee. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and and it's, it's selling as, uh, <laughs> as I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be collectible. Um, and so that's the very first weekend in June on it's on the Sunday. Yes. Um, and then we have Auto Mechanica in. Well, first of all, we've also got Decon. Mm-hmm. That's um, in April. That's in April, in fact. April. So that's before Waxstock. Yeah. We're going to be all over the place, aren't we? We well, always are. We always are. That's fair. Um, and then we've got Auto Mechanica in October, September, September yeah. in Germany. Yes. Frankfurt. Um, Frankfurt. And, um, yeah, so it's going to be a busy, busy old year. And then, of course, you've got all the old other car shows and general scene stuff, which will have probably Obviously detailing C-Mail bits. Be, yeah, October, November. C-Mail. Yeah, for those few of us who can afford to go over there. We really want to go to SEMA. I want to go to SEMA. I don't even like Vegas. Um, but anyway, it's true. Um, He's such a whiny little bitch, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it is time that we turn to the 10 quick fire questions. Uh, so traditionally, Dave, we've, we've asked people this. Now, some of them are more relevant to detailers than they are to, yep. to you know, normal to human me. beings. <laughs> um, but we're going to push on nonetheless. Okay. Uh, what is your current car? I am currently driving a VW Arteon. I saw it as it type turned R. up. I very No, it's an R-line, isn't it? It's not a Type R. Okay. Hang on. Do you, well, it's not yeah, got it's an EA trip. Line. Yeah, it's an R-line, exactly. It's got your heated seats, not your, not yeah, your EA trip. I, I do love a heated seat. <laughs> <laughs> it looks it looks very swish. You yeah, do nice. you look like a high end escort driving that. It's very executive. <laughs> um, what is now? Obviously, you're not a detailer. No. Don't profess to be one. But you are more than handy enough with a machine in your hands. Uh, sometimes even a polish machine. Polisher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what is the first car that you kind of sticks in your memory about detailing? Um, it was a Toyota MR2 Mark II in so, red, which had faded quite nicely. Ah, um, yeah. And I, yeah, polished it. Nice. It's nice. Strange enough, I've sure. done one of those with Andy Orgood many years ago. I did a little tiny piece of it. Was it yours? No, it was my, it was my son's. Uh-huh. Harry's. Yeah. Yeah. This was a magazine car. This was Practical Classics years ago. Um, I always love those cars as well. Um, so what is your dream car? <sighs> I think if I was, yeah, I'd go Corvette Stingray, but the... 60s, oh. 70s, that shape. So C2. Yeah. Not, not the moon landing ones. No. That's the, C1. The really curvy ones. Mm. Yeah. 
C2s. I can, yeah, no, I can, I can see that C2 system. Just for the shape. I just yeah. love that shape. Iconic. See, it's an age thing because you've got a couple of years on me. I'll have. Give or take. More than that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I always like the C4 ZR1. was right. my dream Corvette until I realised that they're all plastic and don't handle and the, um, stuff like that. But I, I still quietly like one. I just remember um, I used to uh, the old commission sale and I saw a uh, C5 Corvette and... Frank, I'm I'm not the I'm not like a brilliant driver or anything like that. So, you know, we, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really underestimated how much power that thing had with an automatic gearbox because just driving it normally it feels frankly rubbish. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I'll, I'll give it a bit of a hoon. You know, wake, wake, wake the guy up next to me. This small. Uh, sort of fifty old chap from Birmingham. Oh, oh, yeah, I'd love, I'd love to drive. Can you, can you take me after for a drive before I buy it? Off you? Yeah, sure, okay. Came to this T junction. Anyone from around where we all know that there's a uh, the Tepry Road straight. Yes, coming out from the coming onto the side of that road. And like, okay, so I just I'll give you a bit of beans and uh, just get get the tail out a little bit. Pulled out of there, and I swear I was about you know. Pfft, half second away from being in a ditch bloody <laughs> thing so, okay that carries on going just sort of the guy's just looking at me holding on going, is it wrong that this is <laughs> yeah you nearly died <laughs> but you don't know it did you sell the car to in the end yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> insurance policy as well yeah. um, s- airbags are good <laughs> yeah. uh, actually no C5 would have airbags as well yeah. C4 didn't um, uh, a personal question Dave yes. um, how many buckets oh three Three buckets. What yeah. do you do with the three buckets? I use one for the wheels. Yeah. One for wash and one for rinse. Ah, I see. You see. I've read your books. One stand, <laughs> one stand on to do the roof. Yeah. <laughs> one for beer to cool them down. Yes. Um, would you prefer a ceramic or a wax? Ceramic. Okay. Definitely. Explain yourself. I can't. I just prefer a ceramic coating. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um... There's no wrong answer Although, to this question. You know, oh. I do like a traditional wax as well. But okay, but, but in automotive terms. Give a choice, yeah. Yeah, automotive terms, ceramic. If I was going to put one on my car, that's what I'd do. That's what you do. Because you only have to do it once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't hurt so much when you pull it off. Um, Ferrari or Porsche? Ferrari. Yeah. Interesting. Any particular? Yeah, I was going to ask exactly that. I think just because... Red. <laughs> no, it's one of those things that you, you know. You grow up. You've got the what? Uh, no, that hasn't happened yet. The yeah. Magnum Pi. Then uh, that's a three hundred eight. Yes. Then you got Miami Vice with the which Testa was a Testarossa, which was actually based on a Corvette, apparently, because Ferrari originally in the first series yeah. were given one, and it was based on a Corvette, and then so they got a real one. That's yeah. It's kind of ingrained in me. Cool, cool. Okay, uh, this is a more important question. Yes. Subaru or Mitsubishi? Subaru. Good man, 100%. good man. What's your favourite Subaru? Your most favourite, obviously. Probably the Impreza. Okay, okay, still young at heart. They look, yeah, they look great in the rearview mirror, don't they? Yeah, the blue ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, now this is going to be an extra exciting question here. Uh, regular listeners will know what's coming. Um, so flex- are irregular ones. <laughs> flex or Rupes? Oh, Rupes. Ah, yeah, that's interesting. Um, just FYI, I do remember you work for Lake Country. Yeah, no, it's, it's an honest answer. It's an honest answer, and, yeah. and it's based on other choices. Other choices as well. <laughs> so got a pension with Rupes then. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, penultimately, what would be your dream car to detail? Now, I appreciate again, not a detailer, but if you were given your three buckets, smart car. Because it's small. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody does that joke. We need to find funnier people here. 
Sorry. Well, they don't come here, apparently. No, apparently not. <laughs> oh, matchbox car, then, or a super fast, you know, the little... Well, the little corgis. Yeah, corgi. Yeah, don't talk about washing corgis here. There is a corgi yeah. in the house. <laughs> and <laughs> and she doesn't like being washed. washed. Yeah. No, really doesn't. Quite teethy. Um, Sunday drive or Sunday detail? Oh, drive. Yes, <laughs> yes. We have had one person who said detail. Okay. Um, but, yeah, no, drive does make an absolute sense. Well, Dave, look, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here. It's been great it's been to awesome. catch up. Thank you. Um, I was scared it was just going to be sort of us chatting over old times like two old gits, but we've <laughs> managed to avoid that, primarily because I think we've both forgotten pretty much anything yeah, past Yeah, we tried to year. erase it from the memory. Yeah. Possibly yeah. about an hour before we started recording um, as well. Well, the rehab, <laughs> rehab was quite a while ago now, so... We're... Well, it was. The irony is the last time we met up was in... This sounds real dodge, but we met up at a premiere in Kent and um, one of us gave the other one Covid and (laughs) to this day we're not entirely sure whose fault that is or how he missed the syphilis (laughs) (laughs) caring is caring (laughs) (laughs) anyway um, Dave it's been great and I am sure we will see you we'll see you at Wagstock we will see you in France hopefully we'll be the ones with a big Union Jack waving and making an awkward face Um, and um, hopefully we'll see you at at other things as well so um, from us it is goodbye Thank you, and bye from me. Thanks for having me. Bye from me.